Your expectation opens or closes the door of God's supply. Think about that. Your expectation opens or closes the door of God's supply. God always has a supply. It's just about, are you expecting an abundant supply or are you expecting no supply? Welcome to another episode of Think Like a Champion, a podcast dedicated to helping you win in every way and enjoy every day. And those are two things that we cannot live without. We are supposed to win and we're supposed to enjoy life. God gave us a life to enjoy. And I want to thank everyone who's enjoyed this podcast and you shared it or you wrote a review on social media or sent it on social media. I appreciate you partnering with me. We're building a community of champions. This is our tribe of champions. And I want to encourage you and inspire you and help release you into your ultimate purpose. And so we're going to turn pain into power in today's podcast. And I'm especially going to take you through a journey of healing this coming Sunday at our church services at Life Changer. So if you're able to come to that, you will experience some real healing. And I'm particularly focused on healing trauma in our lives because it has such an impact on our emotions, our physical body, on our relationships, our relationship with food, with people, with money, with everything. Everything is all about relationships. And so God wants us to have healthy ones, right? But our purpose in life, and so I'm going to get right into our content today, turning pain into power. Our purpose in life starts with healing our pain. Psalm 78, and let me tell you the kind of pain I'm talking about here versus what I'm going to talk about on Sunday. In Psalm 78, verse 41, it says, yes, they turned back and tempted God and they limited the Holy One of Israel. They limited the Holy One of Israel. This verse has always stuck with me over the years that we actually have the power, not in a good way, but we have the power to limit God, which should free us in a good way to take the limits off. So we're going to find out what what is it that's causing us to limit God? And he said he they 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 pained him. One translation says he said they turned back. It says in this verse, they turned back and tempted God and pained the Holy One of Israel. The word limited there is actually the word translated for pain or wound, to wound. So they, they, they caused God pain. It, it pains God when we think in a limited way. It, it wounds him. I, I, I don't want to minimize his greatness and how powerful he is. But so we don't we're not wounding him in the sense that it's a like we we make him less than who he is, but it does pain the heart of God to for us to put limits on him when the Bible says to that he can do exceeding abundantly above and beyond all that we can ask or think. So when we start asking small, thinking small, he wants to do bigger than what we ask or think. He promises he can do more than what we ask or think. And so to to go to the great lengths of dying for us, rising from the dead, giving us all the promises in the Bible to, to all that he has done, sending the Holy Spirit to this earth, giving us encouragers and a community of champions to build with. 
he does all that and we question. He does all that for us. And when we question what God is capable of and question what we're capable of with him, the Bible says all things are possible to those who believe. It says if two of you shall agree about anything they ask, it shall be done. Like God is such an unlimited God. And we put limits on him by not asking boldly. We put limits on him by thinking that he is stingy or having a wrong view of his generosity. You know, they they say that there's joy in giving and um, that money doesn't buy. It's true that there's joy in giving, but some people say money can't buy happiness. But the people that say money can't buy happiness are people that haven't given enough away to experience that happiness, because when you're generous with money, you become way happier when you're generous. Jesus even said you're more blessed when you give than when you receive. So we have to realize that God wants to bless us. God's character, his nature is he finds such joy in being generous with us. But we limit him because we think he's stingy and then we become stingy. When we see how generous he is, we become generous too. generous with our time, generous with our money, generous with our assisting others, serving others, helping others, living to be a blessing to others, blessed to be a blessing. So let's take the limits off. Um, And in in order to do that, we have to make a choice to push past our pain, to not be limited by the limitations we grew up with. uh, preconceived notions we have about ourselves. We how we respond to life is what makes up 90 percent of life. Life is a 90 20, a 90 10 percentage. Uh, Of course, 90 20 if you're given 110 percent. But life is a 90 10 percentage. Really, it's 10 percent of life is what happens to us. And 90 percent of life is how we respond to what happens to us. Most of us are living in the results of how we respond to what's happened to us. Most of us are living in the harvest of how we responded. Ninety um, percent of our life is lived out in our response and the consequences of our response, good or bad, to what happens to us in life. Uh, so we have this guy we've been talking about for the last couple of weeks named Jabez, and his name means pain. And he said to God, his mother named him pain. And one day he just comes to the end of his rope, the, the end of his uh, tolerance for his limited life, his mediocre life, his painful life. And he talks to God about it and he prays in First Chronicles chapter four. And he says, oh, God, that you would bless me indeed. And he says that you would expand my borders, enlarge my impact. Let your hand be with me and keep me from harm and from hurting others and heal me and let me be a healer of others. And the Bible says God granted his request because and, and I want you to see that sometimes in life it's pain that is the prerequisite for prayer. There's so much power in prayer, but so often we don't start praying until we're hurting enough when you're hurting enough, you'll pray. Pain really is a signal to pray, just like anxiety. We talk about how anxiety is a signal to pray. Worry is a signal to pray. But when you have pain in your life, it's a signal and there is going to be pain in life. And 
you grew up with pain. I grew up with pain. But we have to harness it so that we can turn it into power. And when, when we feel pain in any way, Jabez was... Now, remember what the term or definition for this word pain in Psalm 48 is the word limited. So our pain will limit us and our limitations will hurt us. Our pain will limit us if we if we don't respond to it. Our pain will limit us. I, I have pain in my right shoulder. I've had it for many years and I've gone through physical therapy and I'm getting through it and I'm going to get to the other side and I'm believing God for a miracle in the meantime, but I'm also doing things in the natural as well. But that pain to me limits me. There's a certain movements like I used to be able to lift my hands all the way straight up. You know, now I'm sort of one of these worshipers like <laughs> like Superman worship. When I go like that, it's it's a little limiting because of the pain. But when that heals and it will and when I fully recover, the limitations won't be there anymore. You see, I'm limited in how high I can reach because of the pain. But when the pain is dealt with properly, the limitations removed. You see how these two words work now? Pain and limitations. So when the Bible says that we that the children of Israel, they pained the Holy One of Israel, they limited the Holy One of Israel. They limited him because they they set the the boundaries on what they thought God could do. Their own pain limited them and it caused God pain. Them limiting God brought him pain. It prevented him from doing more in their life. You know, there's a verse in the Bible that says, in James chapter four, you have not because you ask not. You see, what's really limiting us is not how much God will do. What's really limiting us is how much we're willing to ask. And I really want us to shake off the limited small asking and the small requests that we've been making of God. I remember when we had a little church of just a handful of people, but I kept praying and asking God for bigger and asking God to make a bigger impact and prophesied thousands of people and buildings and churches and and God's done those things. And then I look back and I say, well, have I done more after that or have I stopped asking? And I found myself having to be honest with myself that I stopped asking for more. I don't need any more for my own satisfaction, but I want to make a bigger impact. I want to reach more people. I want to plunder hell and populate heaven. I want to prevent people from living life without God and introduce them to what a life with God cannot, can actually be. So I find myself limiting myself sometimes by not asking like I used to ask, not going big like I used to go big not thinking higher like I used to think higher. And we can all self-correct and we can all be honest with ourselves where we have gotten comfortable and where we have gotten, where we've limited our, ourselves by just our unwillingness to ask. So I would just encourage you to, wherever you're hurting in your life, turn that into power by treating it with prayer. And pain is a signal that 
a breakthrough is coming if you will ask bigger and think bigger and believe that things can change. There's a great verse in James five. In verse 13, it says, is anyone among you suffering? Let him pray. Is anyone among you suffering? Let him pray. What are you going through right now? Are you suffering? Pray. Prayer is the response to suffering. Prayer is the answer to suffering. Maybe prayer is just to buy you some time to get through the suffering or maybe prayer is going to turn the suffering around and turn it into strength or maybe prayer is going to give you the patience to endure it until it shows up in your life. The miracle or the healing shows up in your life, no matter how you look at it, no matter what it is you believe that's on the other side of suffering. Prayer is the answer. Prayer is the response. And if you look at people who um, have suffered and look at people who were healed or received their breakthrough in the Bible, they all started out with some sort of pain. They cried out in pain, like in Mark, Chapter 10, there's a man named Bartimaeus. They called him blind beggar Bartimaeus. And it says in verse 46, he cried out. He was blind. He was poor. He was broke. And he cried out and he said, Jesus, master, you heard Jesus was coming down his street and he said, Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. In other words, he's poor and he's blind. He can't see, but he uses what he does have. He uses his hearing and he hears that Jesus is coming and then he uses his voice. He uses his the, the ability to speak. So he uses his sense of speaking, his sense of hearing. He can't use his sense of sight. So he uses his other senses. In other words, He's limited in sight, but he doesn't allow his limitation in sight to limit him from using his other senses and asking big and yelling out and hearing and responding. And he said, Jesus, have mercy on me. And the Bible says that Jesus stopped. Well, they tried to shut him down and Jesus. But blind Bartimaeus got even louder, the Bible says. And Jesus stopped and he said, bring him here. First, they were telling him, shut up, shut up, shut up. And then he Jesus heard him crying out and Jesus said, bring him to me. And they all of a sudden they're like, oh, the master wants to see you. Come on over. You see, just realize that people might try to shout you down. People might try to shut you up. But God's always listening and you can ask and he'll hear. So even though they were trying to shut him up, Jesus heard him and Jesus didn't shut him up. And in fact, Jesus lifted him up and Jesus pushed him up and Jesus healed him. And he said, your faith has made you well. What was his faith? His faith was shown or his faith was manifested in his unwillingness to be limited by his blindness. He conquered what limited him by not being limited by what limited him. You see that you conquer what limits you by not being limited by what limits you use another way. Go another way. Those remember the friends of the man who was paralyzed and they they couldn't find room. They brought they brought him to Jesus on his couch and they couldn't find room to come into the house where Jesus was healing people. So they went up on the roof and they lowered their they created a hole in the roof, damaged the property, put a hole in the roof and then lowered their friend through the roof down 
in front of Jesus and he saw their faith. What, what was how was their faith manifested? They refused to be limited by what limited their friend. They refused to be limited by what limited their friend. And so they found another way. They found another way. Look for another way. If a door closes, look for another way. If a window shuts, look for another way. Keep looking for another way. Find a way. There is a way. No matter what you're believing for, no matter what you want to see happen in your life, family members getting saved, your family becoming happier, you having more joy in your life, life being more fun, life being more exciting, life being more rewarding and fulfilling. God, those are God's ideas. Joy and a fulfilling life is God's idea. It's just your way versus his way, right? Like God's not against money. He's just against you using it your way versus his way. God's not against joy, enjoying life. He just wants you to enjoy life his way, not your way. His way is better. He doesn't want you to enjoy his life, enjoy it his way because he wants to prevent you from enjoying it. He just knows that his way is going to bring lasting joy and enjoyment. So hope that makes sense. Don't let your limitations conquer your ambition. Don't let your limitations conquer your desire. Our desire needs to conquer our limitations. We've got to want something more than the pain we're experiencing from it in it at the time. We have to want something more than the pain we're experiencing. Our desire can conquer our limitations when we express our desires in the right way. God, like one man was trying to get in the water where the angel stirred up the waters and per first person that got in the water would be healed and he couldn't get in there because he he just couldn't make it before somebody else. He was paralyzed. And Jesus saw him there and he said, do you want do you desire to get well? Do you desire? Do you want to get well? And the man said, I don't I don't I've got all these people in front of me and nobody's able to help me get in the water. And but Jesus wasn't asking him, is anybody helping you? Jesus wasn't asking him, can you get in the water? Jesus was asking him, do you want to get better? Do you desire this? You got to desire something. If you want to see it happen, the Bible says whatsoever things you pray, whatsoever things you desire, when you pray, believe you receive them. What the things you desire when you pray, believe you receive them. What are your desires? Pray for them. Pray for those desires. When you whatever you whatever you desire, go to God in prayer for it. And he said, believe you received it and it'll be granted to you. Man, desire is powerful. And we need to use it in a powerful way. So we turn pain into power by praying. We turn pain into power by finding another way, not limiting, not letting our limitations conquer our desire or our ambition. And another thing that will really help you to experience more is to is to where are you focused? Where are we looking? If we look within, we'll be depressed sometimes. If we look around, we'll be depressed even more. But if we look up, we will experience unlimited potential. You know, you only can see the stars. 
at nighttime, you only can see the stars when you're looking up. You know, you can't see the stars when you're looking down. You can't see the stars when you're looking out. You can only see the stars when you're looking up. And isn't it interesting? Only when it's dark. You know, we have to stop thinking that great things are going to happen to us when things change around us. The greatest miracles in the Bible happen in times of darkness. We need to understand something. The beginning of every new day starts with darkness. You think about it. The day doesn't start at six or seven in the morning. Every day starts at midnight. Every new day starts at midnight. It's the darkest point of the entire 24 hours. It is the darkest moment. And yet every dark moment has a new beginning in it. I really want to encourage you to look up. There's so much that God has for you. The Bible says when we abide in him and he abides in us, we can ask whatever we wish. John chapter 15, verse seven, and it will be granted to us when we abide in him. We have to remember we're the branches. He's the vine. We're connected to him. We're connected to the source of life. All we have to do is be the branch. All we have to do is let his life flow through us. Look up expecting desire big and go big and elevate your expectations. Jabez just didn't just ask for healing. He didn't just want to be healed. He asked for the blessing. He asked for more. He asked for enlarge my territory. He went bigger. He used his expectations. There's power in our expectations. We've got to expect something greater than what we're experiencing. I told you last time on our podcast, you may be used to your family being a certain way. You may be used to your marriage being a certain way. You may be used to your job being a certain way. Ask God to make it better. Ask God to make it different. Ask God to make it funner. Ask God to make it greater and a better impact and more meaningful. Ask God to make you might not need a different job. You might just need to elevate your expectations at the job you have right now. I might not need a different circumstance around me. I might just need greater expectations in the midst of the circumstances that I'm in. Boy, if you would really change your expectation and you really see that there was something very powerful in a man who was I don't I don't know why I keep coming up with these examples in the Bible of people that were lame, people that couldn't walk. But there's another guy in Acts chapter three that couldn't walk. And I think sometimes because it's an analogy, I know it's really true miracles that happened. These people couldn't walk and then they could. Jesus healed them. But it's it's interesting that so many people couldn't walk. And so many times Jesus healed people from not being able to walk. I think sometimes we've allowed life to paralyze us. We've allowed our limitations to paralyze us. We've allowed our history to paralyze us, our pain to paralyze us, our you know, the 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 way we grew up to paralyze us. Even the moment we're in right now could paralyze us if we're not expecting a better moment. The way the depression might be paralyzing you because you're never expecting to feel different. You're always expecting to feel that way. You're always expecting for a panic attack to hit when you certain 
circumstances happen in your life or you're always expecting things to start going bad rather than things to continue to go good or get better. But the way God does things is he wants things to get better in your life. He takes us from the old covenant to the new covenant. He takes us from sickness to healing, from the curse to the blessing. He takes us from dead to life. He takes us from empty to filled, from lost to found, from bad to good, from good to great. This is our God. This is why we can't limit him and we need to stop putting limitations on him and ask big and expect big and think things can change right now. Oh, I like things the way they are. They're OK right now. But God can use you more to bless more people. Oh, I, I like just having enough money for myself. Well, if we would ever start, if we would ever stop just thinking about ourselves, I think then we would see we do want more so that we can be more of a blessing. This is what this man went for in the Bible. Jabez, this is what these guys went for that were paralyzed, that were limited. They went big. They asked big. They expected big. Your expectation opens or closes the door of God's supply. Think about that. Your expectation opens or closes the door of God's supply. God always has a supply. It's just about are you expecting an abundant supply or are you expecting no supply? The supply is always there, but our expectation opens or closes the door. When Jabez prayed, oh, God, bless me indeed, enlarge my territory. Let your hand be with me. The hand represents God's power. The hand represents God's partnership. The hand represents God's provision. The hand is also represents God's protection. See, Jabez is asking big. And the Bible says in verse 10, and God answered and honored his request. Now, we need to free ourselves as we close today. We need to free ourselves from the lie that asking big and expecting big is somehow being selfish. We need to expect to expand, to be used by God. Expect him to enlarge you. Expect him to set you free into an abundant life. Jesus said, the thief comes to steal, kill and destroy. But I have come that you would have life in abundance to the full till it overflows. Listen, it's time for some overflow from thinking big, turning our pain into power. And let's walk in the, the greatness that God has created us to walk in. Are you ready for that? Come on, let's pray together. Lord, you are so good. And I just pray that our eyes would be open to see how big you really are, to see that you're bigger than how we see you right now and you're bigger than how we'll see you tomorrow. And you're so much bigger than what we could ever imagine. And I pray that you that each person would also see how generous you are, how big you are, how generous you are. Because if there's one thing that marks you more than anything, God, it's your generosity throughout time. You're generous and more than generous. And you've been so generous with each of us. We just want to ask big so that you can be glorified 
And so you can be honored in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, start asking big, start desiring, start thinking big, expect big, and the best days are ahead of you. Thanks for joining me on Think Like a Champion. Would you share this and subscribe also wherever you listen to podcasts so you can be notified and stay with us and build this community together? And can I thank those of you who have given and can I invite those of you who have not given to give and take a moment and pay it forward? You can go to lifechangerschurch.com slash give. If this content is blessing you, help me get it to more people. Help us reach more people. We don't use advertisers and things that many people on social media do. We we trust to we trust to give you for free what we got and whatever you got to share it back when you're able to. And we can keep this ball rolling and reaching more and more people through your generosity and through the content that's changing people's lives. Thanks again for joining me on Think Like a Champion. Thanks for being a part of our community of champions. Tell somebody about it. And come get healed from all trauma this Sunday at Life Changers Church. God bless.